uh, three big red orbs um, lit up and pulsed, pulsed back and forth, and then phased out to nothing. So I said thank you, and we were on our way. The whole way home, Reed's constantly looking at the windscreen, look, trying to see something else. But the best part for me, even though that was such an amazing experience, the best part for myself was that Reed saw it. Because I'm, I'm in the subject, I've seen stuff, he's not. Again, he's now, but he's at the time he, he, he wasn't. Hi, Gary, and welcome to my show. How are you today? Hello and welcome yourself. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> Good, thanks. So I was just, uh, I saw an interview with you, with you and Buck on um, from Believe podcast um, with uh, Kay Moore, yeah, Moore, I think. Yeah, uh, really Moore. lovely. And uh, <laughs> I, it just made me so interested in what you guys are doing. So I'm so happy that you're on the show. So do they call you the finder <laughs> or like, you know, the one that finds stuff? Yeah, <laughs> Is that do. your nickname? They do because I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've. Well, it, it, it's either the 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 finder or the, or the mountain goat. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, the nickname came about because I'm. Turns out I'm very good at finding things like uh, finding evidence, finding prints, uh, finding trackways, uh, and in turn, as you may have seen on that interview, when Buck lost his radio and I went into the bush and found his radio. That, yeah, that's so that, amazing. So uh, that, that, that nickname is kind of stuck. Um, otherwise, the, the mountain goat gets thrown around sometimes, which is pretty much I'll get a bit of a hunch and uh, I'll say to the guys, I think, I think we need to go this way. Uh, but the way that I go, you kind of need to be a mountain goat to get up there. Um, or they'll turn around, I've disappeared, and they come to the radio asking, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm up here. And they're like, where? They look up and I'm up the top of some cliff looking for something or found tracks or something like that. Um, but yeah, we, we've we've all got little nicknames for each other. Oh, great. Maybe get into that a little bit later as well. But first of all, so you are, would you say you are a part of uh, the Yahweh Research, Australian Yahweh Research? Or like, you know, you're one of the members that always go. Yeah, so it's you, Dean and Buck. And of course, there's a couple of other people as well. So before we get into that, I would really like to hear about you because have you always, um, when was like your, your first experience of any paranormal, like any spiritual, I don't know, like, you know, contact with the, the, the other side or, you know, the, the realm of unknown? Yeah. yeah. So when was your first experience? Um, <clears throat> uh, when I can't really recall, uh, I do know I was very young, I was a child, and I always used to think I'd see shadow people around the house, and you know, we moved to another house, and I'd see shadow people in the house again. Um, so I've always seen apparitions of some kind for most of my life, uh, but it wasn't until recent years um, getting more deeply involved into the paranormal topics, um, showing more of an interest and actually putting some 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 passion to find out what, where, why and when um, is when it came about that uh, they weren't shadow people. They were actually an ET race that have been coming to say hello most of my life. Um, 
but I mean, like I've I've, I've always had an interest in, in 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 the in what what I call the real side of life, um, not the general hustle bustle of the world that that, that, that we live in today. Um, so the real world that we live in, uh, yeah, I've always had an interest in it. I've always been uh, interested in U- UFOs, ETs, ghosts, uh, Bigfoot as such, um, or you know the the strange stuff, the oddities, uh, the things that 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 make you think and. Uh, things get bumped in the night, and I've always, always, uh, you know, been riding watching documentaries and that kind of stuff, and putting up posters of you know X Files kind of posters and that kind of thing up. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much uh, led me down this path of Australian Yowie research, and you know, for me, I've always had the interest in in Bigfoot as as, as I said, or in Australia the Yowie, which again. The term Yowie is a collective term, just like the term Bigfoot is a collective term. So, you, like many many different Aboriginal cultures have their own names for the Yowie, um, but Yowie is just a, a a collective word that everyone uses in general. Uh, same as Bigfoot uh, with Sasquatch and Booger and um, those kind of things. It's 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 a a, a collective term. Uh, it's probably going on six, seven years ago that I decided to, or myself and a friend decided to actually look into the subject of big Yowies uh, and go out and see what we can find ourselves. So uh, a very good friend of mine and I, we decided to go to Mount Lindsay, uh, which is on the Queensland-New South Wales border. And we had no idea, no idea what we were doing. We just thought, let's go here, let's take some torches, let's go out 10, 11 o'clock at night and see what happens and the reason we picked this 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 particular area is because of the sightings and encounters that have occurred over the years and at a few particular spots here there people have actually painted yaoi crossing on the road which basically resembles where people have had sightings of these beings cross the road in front of them basically so we thought let's go there let's try that for our first time uh, see what see what comes up and uh, it ended up being a very eventful night. Uh, it, it raised the bar very high for our first time out. Uh, I mean, after that, it was a little bit disheartening and dis- dis- disappointing because that first night did raise the bar so high. Uh, but it basically involved us check us walking up and down the roads, flashing our torches, which these days, you know, being involved with Dean, we don't use torches uh, unless it's around base camp. Uh, but we're walking around through, through the bush, flashing torches that kind of thing and my mate Wade goes I'm sure I can hear something further down the road and this this is the time when I I learned very quickly that you never turn off the recording device so I was just using my phone at the time uh, so he was sitting sitting on the bottom of the car he said that so right up grabbed my phone we jumped in the car I hit I hit pause on, on the recorder on my phone we drove about one one and a half to two kilometers down the road pulled over as soon as we get out of the car, there's on, on the left-hand side is a big wall of lantana. And as soon as we get out of the car, we get screamed at. The loudest, deepest, highest pitch, lowest pitch, it went up and down. It started very deep and guttural and went higher and higher as it went through. But just the loudest thing you ever heard. Of course, you know, it got us jumping because if we just get out of the car, it's pitch black out there. And we get screamed at. Um, and you can hear this thing bipedally walking around behind this wall, lantana back and forth, back and forth. And again, going back to the recorder, 
I had I because I pressed pause on the recording, I put my I had a chance to actually hit record again. So that scream it would have been captured perfectly, and it was the distance between us and this being would have been 10 to 15 meters. So it was very close. And if I had recorded that, it would have ended up being one of the best recorded uh, Yowie uh, vocalizations in Australia. Uh, but I learned my lesson, and these days the recorder never gets turned off. And so that, 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 night, that night progressed to a point where we could hear two other beings. Also, so this, this being um, the direction from us, it would have been the south-southeast, and we could hear distant vocals, one, one at the north and one, one at the northwest, and every 20 minutes or so they would vocalise, and you could hear the vocalizations were getting closer and closer every you know, 20 minutes or so every time they'd, they'd let off the screen themselves and the whole time this one behind us is still walking back and forth you go very quiet then you hear a bit of movement and all of a sudden the vocalizations from the north and north northwest they stopped and uh that got us a little bit concerned because in the one behind us it stopped as well it just went dead quiet like as as, as many people experience in the bush when these beings are around, the bush goes dead quiet. I, uh, we don't know why. I don't think, really think anyone really knows why yet. It could it, it, it could be a, a magnitude of energy uh, from these beings coming through the bush and the, the energy that they give off, you know, tells everyone else to shut up, the bugs, the, the bird life, the, the animal life, everyone just goes dead quiet. So that happened and it was the point where we're standing there, not saying anything to each other in the pitch black. Like it was, it was that dark. You could, you couldn't see each other standing a meter and a half away from each other, and without saying a word to each other, it, it was like it was, it was choreographed. Uh, at the same time, we both spun around 180 degrees, hit our torch on this big wall of vine on the on the opposite side of where we were, and the reason we did that is. The, the best way you can describe it is like is infrasound like elephants elephants and tigers have so it's it's a very low frequency sound that gets emitted by these beings uh possibly to disorientate prey to to confuse the situation so they've got time to get out of the out of the, out of the area um i guess it's, it's obviously going to be situational to whatever the situation is that, that that's um developing at the time um so we got a little bit freaked out after having been screamed at from this way and other screams from another direction, and all of a sudden this this encompassing if if, if you can picture a thousand mosquitoes that <clears throat> that that swarm your head. So no matter which direction you turn, you can just see this buzzing. And I thought I was hearing things. I went over to see Wade and I can see from the look in his face he can see the same thing. Uh, sorry, hear the same thing. And it was not long after that we both spun around with our torches and hit this wall of vine everything was still dead quiet apart from the the, the buzzing in our heads and i correlated that back with a, with a with a researcher i know in montana us um this is this is obviously pre pre dean harrison pre australian yeah research um and brian over there he um he said it, it sounds like you guys got hit with with with, with a with a low frequency low frequency infrasound uh, which is most likely what they were doing. We don't know their intention, whether it was negative or positive, or just a neutral um, situation, because you know possibly these three beings were meeting up, and we happened to pull up right in between them. 
It could have just been as simple as that. Uh, and then from then on, like I said, he raised the bar very high that night. We kept going out to different areas. Uh, and then, lucky me, I got a chance to uh, go out with Dean one night. And it's been a wicked roller coaster ride ever since. Uh, it's been a, a couple of years now. I've, I've been researching with Dean. Uh, and it just gets better and better. How did you meet Dean? It's um, reverb, so I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah, te technically, um, technically, I, I met Dean. Um, where where I live is the the Gold Coast hinterland, uh, so a lot of people come up here on bikes and what that and, and that kind of thing. So I, I was there for a ride myself uh, with some mates, and I I left um, the ride. And I was coming home, and I was halfway up uh, the mountain I live on. And I see Dean's car flash opposite direction because he, he he has very specific number plates. So I saw that. I spun around really quickly on the bike. Uh, flew back down the mountain, uh, trying to see where, which way he was going. So I was just picking and guessing the direction he went. And I luckily I picked right and I come up behind him and waving and revving the bike and that kind of thing. And he pulled over. And yeah, I said, oh, are you that, that, that yelly guy? And he said, yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm like, right, I've got a story for you. So no, I, I relayed the story about Mount Lindsay to him. And since then, we, 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 uh, we kept in contact, and that, that contact grew into a, into a, a friendship uh, until, yeah, we, um, I got invited out on an um, expedition uh, in Brisbane uh, at Bellbird Grove. And it's, yeah, it's taken off since then. Can you tell us a little bit about um, a, a typical expedition, what that involves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like equipment so and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so a a, a typical expedition, uh, obviously you decide a, a place first. Um, the, and sorry, the also, sorry, of... why, why, why you choose a place as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, the place is chosen depending on reports, uh, depending on access. So if, if, if we've had a lot of good intel, um, either from sightings or encounters, that kind of thing, from witnesses, uh, we will choose an area uh, on, on based on those grounds or through our own research, we will decide on an area. So the area that we got the thermal Im images on uh, is technically the second set of thermals, thermal imaging images that we've had on this ridge line. So what we did was we, after we got the first thermal images, we decided that we need to get up this ridge line. So we actually went out one day and climbed this ridge line to try and find signs, which we did. We found prints, we found knuckle prints uh, from their hands, uh, stickland, as you know, it's called. Uh, so we found sticks in the ground. That's what uh, we call stickland. Uh, and yeah, so so that so that 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 particular area with where the thermal images were taken, that was chosen from our own research. And I'm saying that it is in an area that is very heavily heavily populated with uh, sightings and encounters. So once once we do decide that, we will organise time, a day, a date, and that kind of thing as well. So we 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 will organise to meet up at a certain location. Um, equipment like we sleep in hammocks. So we actually do go out, um, pick pick a couple of trees, and that's where you're sleeping for the night. So things like hammocks, um, small tables, uh, obviously food and water, that kind of stuff. Um, little, little gas cookers, barbecue cookers, and that kind of thing. 
uh, on top of that, just like general camping necessities, um, but not too much because obviously we, uh, we we have to carry this stuff in, but we have to carry it back out as well, so we can't go too heavy. Uh, and then after that, it's it's uh, the equipment, so audio recorders, uh, night vision cameras, thermal cameras, uh, torches. When I say torches, like I said like earlier, the, the 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 white light that we use is only around our base camp. Once we leave base camp, we only use red light. So the reason for that is red light doesn't carry through the bush like white light. And these beings tend to get scared off by the white light, or not, not so much scared off, but they'll, they'll stay away. They, they, won't, they, they, they won't come out. Um, they won't get any closer to camp. Because we do have certain protocols that we use to try and bring these beings in. Uh, and using white light, that's a heavy, a very heavy, heavy deterrent against them coming in and inspecting what's going on. And also, you know, when we are walking through the bush, like they, they are going to know that we are there. However, um, if we are using red light, it's you know, we can see where we're going, but it doesn't make our position as evident. Uh, if um, you know, like if, as if you were using white light. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's just uh, load the vehicles up with all the gear that we need, um, the food, the water, the chairs, the hammocks, um, tables, that kind of stuff. Um, and then have, we have another container that comes with us full of all the, the expensive equipment. So in terms of, uh, you said, uh, uh, sticks and signs that they put up, like what, what it, I also read something about rocks that they put on top of each other as well. Is that also a couple of, so could you tell us, walk through a little bit different signs that you have encountered and, yeah. yeah for sure, for sure. So yeah, so like I said, with, with Stickland, is, we, is we call it Stickland because Stickland. of the sticks in the ground. Oh, Stickland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, we, it, 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 it got given that name because of what we found, which was these sticks that were stuck on the ground. And you know, there there is a percentage where this can ha this can happen naturally. We all agree 100% on that. That you know, there, there is a small percentage that that, that can happen naturally. So a branch falls out of a tree above, lands a lucky way, and spears into the ground. Yes, that does happen. There's no doubt about that. But the difference is with Stickland. Um, and for, for a large part of this, this particular national park is that these sticks are placed in an order. So we, we've even come across where there's like five sticks in a row, all spaced roughly a metre apart. Um, or there's a stick stuck on the ground where a creek intervenes or the, a, a valley goes down somewhere, so there'll be, there'll be a stick in the ground. But we don't only find sticks, so we actually do find um, symbols on the ground as well, like made out of sticks. Uh, we, we are still trying to understand what they do mean. Like we've been looking into the ancient rune stones. Um, I've recently, recently been looking into ancient Sumerian as well, trying to trying to correlate and cross-reference different symbols, that kind of thing. Uh, for example, a, 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 good, a good example from ye uh, yesterday actually is we found a triangle made out of three sticks which you know, it's 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 nothing crazy, you know. Sticks do land in, in in odd patterns, but the difference with this one is the way the way that the three sticks that made up the triangle, the way it was arranged, is over under over under over under. So, do you understand what I'm saying? When I said over under, yeah. So, what what one stick was above, 
goes under, next one's above, goes under. So that will never happen naturally. That's been done by someone or something. Um, and we, we kind of correlate this situation to, to, to the hours, to the beings, because of other symbols that we found on the ground as well. Um, it's, it's like when, um, at, look, after we got the thermals, when in the video you see the stick stuck on the ground. So you've got the one vertical upright, the one that looks like a backwards number four, um, the little X marker, which the X's are quite a common thing that you you will see around around the place, not only where we go, but all around Australia, um, in the in, in the US as well. The X's are quite quite commonly seen um, in all different sizes. Um, you know, commonly like half a meter tall. Some of them are, you know, six seven meters tall. Um, which we, we, we do kind of think that it's it, it, it's a stop sign. Um, depending on, on, on the situation, it's, it's usually usually comes across like a stop sign for, I don't know if it's for them or for us, uh, but there was one in my local area where that was like a stop sign because you could come through the bush and it was where two roads sort of came from different directions and met at an intersection. And beyond that was just properties and houses, that kind of thing. And there was a big X in there, which, <clears throat> which to, to us said that that's a stop sign for them. Don't go past here. It's houses and civilization and those hairless monkeys called humans. So otherwise, yeah, it's just uh, little, little symbols, triangles or strange house looking symbols made of sticks or little squares. Uh, but they're not, they're not always a general square. Like they'll, 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 they'll branch off like one, one, one side of the square will branch off longer than the others. So we, that's, that's what we're trying, we're trying to re cross, cross reference the rune stones and uh, ancient Sumerian to try and find a similarity in there. Um, it's proving a little bit difficult at the moment, uh, just with, with some of the um, the searching on, on the internet, trying to find the the uh, ancient Sumerian symbols. Like one 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 site says this, another site says something else. So it is proving a little bit difficult. Um, but there's, there's definitely something going on there with, with these symbols, be it, be it sticks or be it triangles on the ground. Why do you think uh, well, you mentioned Sumeria uh, or, you know, like Iran, Iraq, that's in the area there. Why that and not Egypt, you think? Is it because it's like older? Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, the ancient the Sumerian thing sort of got... Um, suggested by a friend of mine in Canada, who is actually an ET contactee, UFO contactee. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he, he's the one that sent, sent me a message asking that, um, sorry, that they, uh, that we should, we should check into ancient Sumerian. Um, <clears throat> sorry. That's okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so he, he, he's the one that, that recommended check in, check at ancient Sumerian. He, he also, um, uh, center of phrase we can um, try and use, uh, which basically says, I think it only translates in English to how you, but I think it's meant to be how are you in um, ancient Sumerian. Uh, so yeah, he's the one that suggested that, but the reason that we, like the, the, Egyptian, the Egyptian side of it is not ruled out. It's more just trying to do what we can do because we, we, we just don't know. There's so many, so many questions unanswered. We, we don't know what these beings are, where they're from. Personally, I, I believe there are people. Um, my, my view has changed over the years from just being, say, an undiscovered primate to these days, I do believe there are people. I don't think they're an undiscovered primate. Uh, 
so because we don't know where they're from, um, apart from guessing, you have to try all different avenues and go down different avenues and keep an open mind about things. Um, unless it's completely out there crazy, we will try lots of different avenues because we just don't know. So you have to, again, you have to keep an open mind. You have to take these different avenues, try different methods um, and see what we can come up with. And hopefully, hopefully one sticks out and works for us. And also, I just wanted to ask you, every time I hear about Yowies and I read about it, I hear a lot about Lantana. Uh, like, wh why is the fascination with uh, Yowies and, and Lantana, you think? What's the connection there? Um, well, I think sometimes with, with, with Lantana, it's, it's, it's obviously like a, a, a natural bush barrier, uh, which they're happy to push through. Uh, that, that's been reported many times, we've seen many times, where they'll just walk straight through it. Uh, but for us, with our, our, our delicate bodies, uh, we can't sort of say, I think they, they tend to use lantana corridors at times if if they are close to a, a, a well-used walking track or properties, that kind of thing. Uh, basically, just, just like, a, like a, a, a big screen, pretty much, I'd say. Hmm. And uh, can you do you have any other experience from an expedition? Another favourite that you would like to share? Yeah, I mean, we we have stuff happen a lot more than what we actually release. Um, the reason that we don't release everything is, uh, you know, we 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 want to keep that authenticity, and um, you know, if if. We just if, if if we release everything that we that we experience and come across, it it's going to flood the market and it's going to lose its impact because oh it's, it's it's they have found something else oh it's just it's, it's just another video of yeah okay whatever, so we we tend to be very very picky and release content of of, of value as such that we think is going to engage the viewers. Um, and, and and the followers, but I mean, we, we have stuff like, um, and old, like it, it sounds like an old man mumbling. We we we're, we're in, in a certain creek, uh, checking out an area, which is where I found I found some Scatner rock, which is currently off getting tested in um, New South Wales. And so that was the day where we found Scatner Scatner rock. Uh, we found big X markers up in the trees. And we, we we sat down for a rest because uh, you know this creek is quite long. We are, as we do not uh, nine out of ten times, we make our own way through the bush. It's 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 not that common that we are using man-made trails. We are making our own trails through the bush. And yeah, we 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 sat down just to have a bit of a breather and a drink for a while. And uh, up the creek, you heard. What you can only describe as like a, a, an old man with a really, really deep voice mumbling, very similar to that. And bucks actually taken off to try and see what they can see. Unfortunately, uh, when he got up there, uh, whatever it was, I obviously saw him coming up that direction. So he he, he actually heard it take off up up the hill, uh, pushing through the bush. Uh, but I mean, there's, there's even been times where, like, say, even even with with that knob of the thermal images, there was a point where I was sitting um, halfway between Buck and, and base camp, so I could see base camp to my left, I could see Buck to my right, 
sitting in the darkness, I was using the thermal camera to, 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 to view both. And after going back there during daylight hours and tracking these beings in behind where the thermals were caught, uh, I, actually, <laughs> I actually found a couple of footprints. Uh, there, there's, there's a big, big tree to my right behind me and I found some big footprints right up against that tree. So unbeknownst to myself, I'm sitting there enjoying, you know, in, in, in my own world, there's Buck, there's Base Camp, Dean and Shannon. And I didn't realise, but I've got one step behind me looking down over top of me saying, what's he doing down there? So it's, 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 it's a situation where you wish that you had have seen something, but at the same time, because the things obviously stand looking down over top of me, it would have scared the crap out of me as well. Um, which, yeah, that, that, that situation has happened quite a bit with us where we haven't realised we've been that close or we didn't realise they were that close to us. But it, even the the nod of the thermals, uh, what you don't really hear is that they stayed around us all night. So I think we called it quits about 3 a.m. So we, we, we you know, put our, put our, our jackets and stuff on, jumped in, in, in the hammocks to go to sleep. And you'd, you'd sleep for half an hour and you'd get woken up by a, a big tree branch getting snapped behind base camp or you'd hear walking around camp in the darkness. Couldn't see them. They were just outside enough that you couldn't make it in the air or see anything. Uh, but, yeah, they, they actually stayed around most of the night, which in turn, you know, as you see in the video, they came out, buck, buck got them on thermal. They hung around us most of the night, snapping branches and walking around. And then I guess when they were satisfied that we were asleep, they then went and put all, all, all those symbols on the ground. Um, but there's there's also another time uh, where we're up at Bellevue Grove, uh, up in and part of our protocol, protocols, I should say part of my protocols, is because I, I believe that we're all energy and we're all connected. So when we go to these locations, I'll actually go off myself for half an hour or so and meditate. Uh, half the time, I will play. I will play a certain frequency through my phone. Just um, I'll, I'll, I'll find I'll find the music on iTunes. Uh, for example, I play like 432 hertz. Uh, so I'll play that quietly, and I'll meditate for half an hour or so, and put out that, in, that intention into the bush uh, that we're here uh, with peaceful intent. We, we 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 mean no disrespect to them or the area. Uh, if if they wish to make contact, we love that. We are here to make contact, to communicate, to interact, and try and get some progression that way. So up at Bilbur Grove, um, at a certain location up there, we worked at a rough base camp, and I went up the track a bit further, up a bit of an incline, and I sat up there uh, meditating, and Dean and Buck were down the bottom in, in, in the creek, and they were walking up, up the creek, which sort of didn't parallel quite, but it sort of it just started going away to the to the west, and to my right was an embankment, and on top of that embankment was like meter high grass. Um, so I'm sitting up on this track meditating, and Dean is walk walking this creek down below. He looks up, he looks through the trees, he can see me up there. Okay, cool. He then keeps going up the creek a bit further. He looks up through the trees again, 
And he goes, oh, where's, where's Gary going? Oh, whatever. He walks back here to the creek, looks up the track. I'm still sitting there meditating. And the next thing I hear is these footsteps running towards me. So I, I open my eyes and Dean's running straight at me. You know, what's, what's, what's he doing? And I was just about to say, like, you okay? What, what's happening? And he ran straight past me and went up on top of the embankment. And then he come back down and, oh, you know, what was, what was all that about? The second time down when he looked through the trees down below from the creek, he saw a being walking towards me through that long grass. So I guess, you know, I'm sitting there meditating with that energy, putting out that intention, and a being is coming to, straight towards me, I guess, seeing or feeling that 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 intent, that energy. And then Dean's come running up the track and it's taken off. But, you know, Dean thought that was me walking around up there somewhere. As when he came out of the creek and saw I'm still sitting there meditating, he realised it wasn't me, that was a, a being walking down towards me. Uh, so it's stuff like that, like many, many, many more stories that we, we have of, of similar situations and occurrences and things you hear, things we find, the things we see. Uh, like I said, there's, there's so much more that happens that we, we, we actually don't release. Oh, that, and thank you so much for sharing oh, that with the with the four thirty two. You're welcome. Four thirty two uh, megahertz as well. Hertz. I think that's yeah very important. And also because I was going to ask you about the the meditation <laughs> aspect, so you cover that anyway. So yeah, so uh, so people can find all of this on the Australian Yowie research. Like they can contact you guys there. But before we wrap it up, uh, I, I'm a little bit interested in your ET contact as well. Um, uh, like the yeah. beings that is, like, I was just wondering if you could tell uh, us a little bit about that, uh, the experience you had from a young boy and, and maybe now as well, because you said even your wife has seen them as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So as I said uh, earlier, um, I used to think I saw shadow people growing up. And in later years, it turned out that they weren't shadow people. They were actually an ET race called the Afin Spanaste. Um, very similar to your typical grey, uh, but they're not grey. Um, the closest thing is more of a blue, but it's it's a colour that we can't really see uh, because, as you know, we 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 can only see in here in a very in, in a very small spectrum. So there is a lot of stuff outside that spectrum that we are oblivious to, unfortunately. So contact has happened uh, multiple times that I've seen. Um, I've felt and known that they've been, been in the house many, many times. Um, more so since, you know, I, I've gotten deeper in, into the meditation and uh, with the CE5 contact, so the human initiated contact through meditation, that kind of thing. Uh, with, with ETs and UFOs, uh, which we, we have had great results doing that as well with, with a, a, a local team that I go out with and some good friends. And since I've, I've you know, I've, I guess I've let myself try to try to reach that higher consciousness and actually pursuing it, um, things have amped up with the visitors who have always been with me. Um, but since I've, you know, put some actual um, I've actually moved forward in, in trying to make contact and things are really ramped up. So it would be 
uh, probably two years ago now that I saw the first one in the house. Uh, I've we have a, a a massive salt lamp in the kitchen, so it's time to go to bed. So I turn the TV off, walk through the lounge room. You sort of got to go 45 degrees to the left to walk into the kitchen, and walk behind the wall the TV's on, and then do a 180 and go upstairs. We've got English mastiffs, so at the time we had three, so we've got almost 300 kilo of dog laying around the kitchen floor. And I was stepping over them and all the lights are turned off to the only light was the ambient light emitted from the salt lamp. So, and it's the same thing like every night, you know, turn the lights off, turn the TV off, walk through the kitchen and then go upstairs. And as I turned to go upstairs, I, I, I saw a reflection in the back window of the house of something in the kitchen. And the stairs we have, they're not solid stairs, they're individual steps. And I've turned, I've looked through the gap, through the steps, and there's, there's a being backlit by the salt lamp. So again, um, we can't see their skin colour because it, it, it's, it's outside of our, 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 our colour spectrum. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, you, you could not miss it. It was, it was as plain as anything. Uh, I, I saw from the, the waist up, so I saw the, you know, the, the chest, Again, this is a silhouette. I didn't see a solid uh, being. The silhouette back with the salt lamp, so the arms, the shoulders, the neck, the head. Um, no facial features because, again, it was a silhouette. Uh, and the thing that I kick myself about all the time and every time I talk about it is that it's, like, it's, it's something I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm striving for to make contact. And instead of um, saying hello, I went, okay. And I walked upstairs. <laughs> so I, I kick myself all the time. Why did you do that? They were right. This is what you want. What is wrong with you? So that, that, was, that, was, that was the first actual sighting in the house. Um, I can usually tell when something's different in the house. You know, you can you can feel the energy. The energy in the house is thick. Like you, you can cut cut it with a knife. Um, you hear strange noises. Uh, and you, you, you can just you can, you can feel that that someone or something is in the house. Um, at first, it was, it was a little bit nervy. The, like, the, these days, I'm not fussed about it at all. Um, so that that happens a lot. We see lights in the sky. Like for my, for my daughter's uh, third birthday last year, we had um, across the road in the park. We had friends and family around, and then in the evening, we came back across the road to um, you know, with the bonfire and everyone's around the bonfire. And every time we have every time we have a great time. So this is like friends of ours, uh, family, and we had a golden, a golden orb fly over the top of the house, going south to north. It was not a plane. Is moving way. If, if if a plane was going this slow, the, the plane would, would it, it would have fallen out of the sky. And it was lower than a plane too, much much lower than a plane. And I think there was 11 of us, 11 of us turned and we, we, we watched this golden orb come over the top of the house. And I pulled my phone out. And as, as these strange occurrences happen, uh, that, you know, equipment failing, like even, even with us, with our, 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 our Yowie research, we, we have times where we go out, which again, this is reported everywhere in, um, around Australia, around the world, where your, the electronic equipment will just die. We, we've had that many times, even with our night vision cameras, they're, they're fully charged up. 
we get some we get something going on next you know the battery's gone flat in five minutes when it should be five hours uh, so yeah, I've I've, I've grabbed I've put my phone out. I've re, I've recorded this golden orb coming out of the top of the house. I remember pressing. I, I pressed record. I watched. I followed it. I, I hit stop when it got too far away. As it as these things happen, there was nothing saved in my phone. Uh, and then it was probably about 20 minutes after that we had three in formation in in a triangle formation go across the eastern sky. And not long after this orb went over. And you know this this kind of stuff we, we've we've had happen a lot. Um, we, we, um, my wife's been in the back patio having me smoke, and she's yelled out, "Quick, come outside!" And there's there's two two white lights and one red light dancing around on on the western horizon. Uh, there was two two lights that would follow me every time I I'd be somewhere at night time, be at the hours, or just down the yard. I see these 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 couple of lights would fly fly directly over the top of my um over top of my head. Uh, and then yeah, that, that, that um, things like that would progress, and then next you know, um, it's probably about from that last um, uh, physical sighting in the house. It's probably about six months later, or five months later, that I suddenly woke up at about four thirty, quarter to five in the morning. Uh, don't know why, I just woke up, sat up straight away, and I looked to the to the bedroom doorway, and there's a being looking. In the bedroom door at me. Um, <clears throat> again, we can't see the colour spectrum, but if, if you could imagine in the movie The Predator, when the predator goes into into camouflage mode, he goes to that that clear shimmer. That's exactly what I saw. Uh, so I saw everything everything except the left arm and the left leg. I saw the I saw the right leg. You like. Even though it was that clear shimmer, I could very easily make out what was what. So I see the foot, the leg most of the upper body the right arm which was bent the neck and the head kinked over a bit uh, looking at me and <clears throat> as it does when these situations regardless if it's an et or if it's you doing it to me someone you wake up some, someone's there it, it, it's going to give you a jump because you've just woken up and it was, it was just that general jump oh what was that so i've done that jump oh i've looked back and it, it was gone um and usually after they've been in the house the air the energy in the house gets you know again you, you can feel how heavy or not it is and after they've been around the air in the house is very light and clean and my wife very recently uh a couple of months ago so I mean, she's a little bit freaked out by it. I'm not because, you know, I'm inviting it. Um, I often, again, meditate and put out the intention. So that's what I want. I want to stop in for a barbecue. That'd be great. But, um, yeah, like she, she got freaked out. She she said she suddenly woke up uh, much the same as I woke up um, at that 4.30, quarter to 5. She said she suddenly woke up and looked over, over, over to myself. <clears throat> and there's a shadow because it's obviously dark and that kind of thing. So... She saw a, a a shadow, uh, which she described, and very very similar to to what to what I described, uh, standing over top of me. Uh, and then she said she just very calmly went to sleep, and she 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 thinks nothing of that, which I don't. I think there's probably a reason why you very calmly just went back to sleep. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that was their intention that you you were you weren't meant to wake up, so they put you back to sleep. 
Um, yeah, that, that was only um, a few months ago, but otherwise, I mean, you know, again, you can feel the energy in the house. The the amount of times that we've seen lights in the sky up up here where I live. Um, a, a good friend of mine, Shannon, he's like me. He's an attractant for these kind of things as well. Uh, he, which he, he he lives on the other side, of the same mountain, but down the road a bit. He's actually got yellow activity happening in his on his property right now. Which I've got investigated, and it is legit. He's got he's got big X's on, on, on his property, and what looks like claw marks on trees, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's funny that you know when you know we we, we see we see our, our own experiences with lights in the sky, but when we get together, I guess that energy compounds and gets bigger and stronger, or as energies that kind of thing. And I guess that that beacon. Of us being together, having a good time, having a few drinks, obviously that intention gets spread much further than when we obviously when, when we're doing it by ourselves. And we, we we had one night where uh, he described it like the 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 M1 motorway. That's that that that's that, that's how he described it. Because uh, we we had we're, we're just sitting in the park across around a few drinks, just talking about life and the world and like you know. And next time you see that, look at that. Look, 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 look. You just keep going and going, and I just see that one. No, I miss it, and then they they flash again, and I just yeah, I saw that one, and it just kept going from different direction, different directions, left and right, and then the I think the most profound one of that night was we we called the 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 Nike tick, because uh, like in in this situation in this area we've had where we've seen a lot in the sky and we've been, we've spoken to it. Can, can, you, can you give us two flashes, two flashes, three flashes, three flashes? And then I think the best one was, uh, like, because, you know, it, it's at first, like, is, is, are, are we seeing things or what's going on there? They're like, can, can you can you please give us six flashes? And believe it or not, bang, bang, but, you know, six flashes we got directly back. And so that's that, that's the kind of energy that, that we have when we get together. And But this particular night, we were watching stuff on the southeast flashing here and flashing there and zipping there and zipping there and uh, other other light objects coming from the west and come, all, everything's coming directly out of top of us. And we're watching lights go from the southeast traveling out of top of us. As, we, as we're turning, watching them more, more to the north, again, the Nike tick, we saw one golden bright flash and then bang, it, it, yeah, we actually saw this light take off and the trail it left was a bright golden Nike tick in the sky, which is what we call the Nike tick. Uh, and we, we stood there in shock amazement and in awe and in love and like, oh, that was amazing. Uh, is Yeah, it was just this, this massive golden Nike tick as this, which you'd assume a craft, it took off after you watched it flash across the sky a few times. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it keeps going. Like I mean, um, like, like, like I was saying to you the other day about uh, going to a job out of Roma at west um, from the Gold Coast, and coming home was about seven. I think it was about seven, 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 seven thirty at night, and we're just sitting on cruise control, and music's playing, and um, just casually talking to a mate who, um, mate Reed, he. Um, was a bit quiet with work, so I, I asked him if he wanted to come come out and leave for a drive, um, something to do, give give him something to do. And yeah, we're coming back, heading heading back home from Roma, 
and it was it was a almost a full moon that night, and uh, I'm cruising along. You know, that, 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 those long trips where where you have conversation have, have conversation with each other, but because um, it's such a long trip, you sort of you go in 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 and out of conversation. You go quiet for a while, no one's saying, and then you go back in conversation. So we're in a bit of a, in, in a bit of a, in, in a bit of a low point where there's no conversation at the time, and I saw to my right, a red flash in the sky. And I said, do you see that? And he goes, no, no, no I didn't, didn't see that. So we then, we then kept watching the sky to the, to, um, out to the right, which would have been the south. And, and you know, because, you know, at west they've got the the, the, the rural uh, phone towers, that kind of stuff. So we're looking for towers and like, the towers flash. You know, every, every few seconds, a red light on top of the tower flashes. But there was nothing like that. Um, so we're still watching and looking. And me, because I'm involved with C5 contact, and Reed, he's not, he's not into, he's now, but he's not into the subject as such. So I, I then played Dr. Stephen Greer's crop circle tones through my van. I cranked the volume up, and I start mentally putting out that 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 intent of, if if you are there, um, can you please give us a sign? And then a couple minutes later, um, there, there was another red flash. And did you see that? Yeah, I actually did see that. Ah, oh, cool. So we kept watching. I kept putting out that intention, and next thing you know, uh, three big red orbs went one, two, three, and then they they pulsed back and forth between each other, and then one by one, zip, 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 and they phased out to nothing. I've actually got, as you see, ET behind me. Uh, this is my it was my gym room. I put black lights and that kind of stuff. It was actually that's my little description up there. Okay. So cool. that's pretty much what it was like. Uh, three big red orbs um, lit up and pulsed, pulsed back and forth, and then phased out to nothing. So I said thank you, and we were on our way. The whole way home, Reed's constantly looking at the windscreen, look, trying to see something else. But the best part for me, even though that was such an amazing experience, the best part for myself was that Reed saw it. Because I'm, I'm in the subject, I've seen stuff, he's not. Again, he's now, but he's at the time he, he he wasn't. He thinks it's cool, but yeah, he, he's not into it. But because he, a a non-experiencer, with no intent, because he experienced that with me, he saw it. We 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 both described ninety-nine point nine percent the same thing. Um, yeah, that that that's my favourite part of of that sighting was because he saw it as well. Oh, that's a really good uh, oh, yeah, that's experience. A, yeah. uh, I was just going to ask you at the end, like, uh, yeah, could you just mention a little bit about the C5 contact? What do you do? Like, what is it called? Yeah. I never heard about it. And uh, also, so I got it's, one it's, more question before yeah, we uh, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, so C5 protocols. Uh, so it's human-initiated contact through meditation, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so around the world, it's been happening for 20, 30 years, uh, where groups of people with like-minded intent will go out and, and meditate, um, put out the intention for contact, raise that consciousness. Um, some, some, um, some, some people use crystals, that kind of thing as well. Uh, and it's, it's, it's about trying to um, establish a, a, a peaceful contact with as many peaceful ET races as they are, as there are. I mean, there there is going to be negative um, ET races out there, but this intent is to is to make contact with uh, with all peaceful beings that 
Bolivia there. I mean, all, it's, it's quite obvious uh, that we aren't the only ones around. Uh, it's, it's obviously very arrogant to think to, to think we are the only ones. Uh, but as, as a human race, we are an arrogant. Uh, and yeah, um, it's put out, put out that, that, that intent of contact and raise consciousness and do what we can do and try and um, spread the word about that as much as possible. Uh, there's 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 different protocols. There, there, there's different tones you can use. Um, do it through meditation. There, there, there's guided meditations which uh, you can. Even, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer has, has uh, guided meditations you can do on YouTube. Or um, I know some people don't like Dr. Stephen Greer. That's fine. But you don't need him and his protocols to do these meditations. Um, you can simply go out yourself and. Uh, through through the mind through the mind put out that intention through through meditation as well so it's it, it's all about regardless of what what avenue what aspect you want to use to make contact and to put out that intent and just do what it do whatever makes makes you feel comfortable and um, from my experience uh, in this realm and my life the things that I've been through and I learned a lot along the way is the importance of grounding yourself to protect yourself to put the intention out and actually because once you start and especially what I experienced when when I was 18 I attracted a lot of bad energy and I learned along the way that we hear and in terms of the contact, it's all about free will because once you just open up, they just go like, yeah, <laughs> you know. So what do you do yourself to ground yourself and, and protect yourself when it comes to that? So for me, going, going in the bush um, with, with, with Yowie Research, for me, that's, that, that's, the, that's the grounding. That's, that's me, me connecting back to the earth. Um, because as, as, as many people know, when, when you're out there in the bush, um, it's, it's obviously a very different energy. Um, it's the, the connection with the bush, um, the connection with nature and all, all beings and animals and all that kind of stuff around you um, to, to, to get you out of, this, out of the, the, the modern way that we live with, you know, phones and TVs and... Um, all, the, all the electronics and all the cars and all the all, all the, the 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 busy the busyness of, of life. So I, I actually love going out into the bush and grounding and doing that kind of thing. Even even taking my shoes off while we're out there and you know skin skin to earth contact for that that grounding. Uh, but I also um, with my meditations, I, I make it very clear um, with the contact side of. Um, constantly repeating over and over uh, about wishing to make contact with all peaceful beings out there. Um, I also go to Reiki as well. Um, the lady here, she, 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 she's very good um, to clear any bad bad energies, that kind of stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty much yeah, to, to put out a clear intent, uh, um, as clear as I can make it about I only want peaceful, peaceful contact with peaceful beings because I'm off, trying to offer peace, love, kindness, and friendship. And yeah, otherwise, yeah, go, go, going out the bush and connecting with nature again to, to ground myself. 
Thanks, Gary. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been, oh, I really enjoy <laughs> hearing your stories. And so, yeah, so uh, if people would like to contact you, where do they go for them? Yeah, so a couple of different avenues. You can either go to yaoihunters.com, which is our website. Um, even if you're just interested in the subject, go to the website that Dean started many years ago. Uh, you will be amazed at the amount of information that Dean has compiled on there from many, many years of research. Uh, many, many, many people contacting us with their sightings and encounters. We document as many as we can. Um, even if it's not for any specific reason, we, we, we document these encounters and interactions in their locations, when it was. Um, if, if people want to, want to remain anonymous that's perfectly fine too we, we can take take the report and your name doesn't get mentioned at all we just take the report for the area uh, that gets logged into the into the databank uh, for the most part you can find all, all that information on the website yaoihunters.com you can also go on youtube and look up yaoi hunters witness audio reports and on there you'll see again witness audio reports so people that are happy to go on file on record about their signing or their encounter and Dean and Buck and Sarah, uh, they actually do a, a, a short video, say tw uh, 10 to 10 minutes to half an hour. Uh, and of say, for example, Sarah interviewing the experiencer. And as they go through the 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 experience that this person had, uh, Dean actually has animations on the screen to give the viewer a bit of an idea of what was actually going on. Um, so there's I think it's 170 odd uh, witness aware reports. Um, you will also see our expedition reports, um, which you'll see the, the thermal images that we recently got a few months ago, uh, which have gone worldwide. Um, massive recognition for that for those thermal images. And otherwise, you can go on Facebook, uh, Australian Yowie Research Official. We're, we are on there as well. And you can contact us through the Facebook through Facebook as well. That's there's no issue. You just um, send uh, send send a message through the the Facebook uh, site, and one of us will get back to you ASAP. Thanks for sharing part of your world, Gary. Appreciate it. <laughs> Have a lovely day. No worries. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, this was episode number 17, so you can find it on my website, ascensiontalk.com, and just go to the blog there and number 17. And you can find all the links there as well. But also, Gary, he, he, he sent me a photo of one of the uh, signs uh, that he talked about one of the triangles that they found so head over there and have a look at that of the photo and yeah so thank you so much so go there click on the links and make sure you also go to australian yaoi research as well and check them out and i catch you in the next episode bye